Hi, today is December 5th. Welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast, future podcast, should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in NVIDIA, Nike, and Veritone. Thanks. Alrighty. Um, you know, I just got back uh, not too long ago, maybe like two hours ago max, um, from my NorCal trip, visiting my parents. Um, before I left, I got my mom a gift. She wanted a microwave and uh, like a new microwave and stove. Um, our kitchen has like a stove microwave combo thing, and there's only one specific company basically that makes the specific size that fits into our like cabinet area thing and it costs almost like four thousand dollars so i mean happy not not happy birthday or that's i guess my mom's birthday is also in december too so that's a early birthday present slash christmas present um just goes to show you can get your parents really dope gifts if you work really really hard and uh yeah uh, moving on, uh, I'm going to rush this podcast episode because I am starving and I just wanted to relax tomorrow and I also want to relax before I eat because I'm weird like that. I like I like to eat when I'm done with everything. I used to like when I was in elementary school, I wouldn't, I wouldn't eat at school um, and then I, I'd wait to eat after I finished my homework by my like on my own like my parents wouldn't say like oh you can't eat until you finish your homework obviously um but i if i've just always done that like i need to finish all my stuff and then i'll eat uh it's different when i'm at work obviously because i like eating for the social aspect but if i'm left to my own accord i'll basically just wait until my day has no more responsibilities left and then i like to eat it's just it's just how i function So, going into it, uh, weekly plays here. Uh, We have uh, Stitch Fix and, well, actually that's it. For after close on Monday, uh, you have Stitch Fix. The implied volatility on that company is always huge, but again, the volume and open interest might not be there, so you might have trouble uh, filling those contracts. Um, Before open on Tuesday, you have AutoZone and H&R Block. After close on Tuesday, you have Chewy, GameStop, and MongoDB. Before open on Wednesday, you have Lovesack. Shout out to uh, Slow Motion in the Discord. Uh, after close on Mon- or Wednesday, you have Adobe. Uh, and then after close on Thursday, you have Costco, Lululemon, Broadcom, and Oracle. And uh, yeah, that actually wraps up the week. Some things to note here is Wall Street Bets has their eyes on GameStop. Feel like they always have ever since that uh, Michael Burry article um, announcing that he was long on GameStop. So it's just going to be interesting to see where GameStop goes. A lot of people on Wall Street Bets thinks there's going to be a short squeeze. There absolutely can be one, but I wouldn't trade like it has to happen for you to make money on it, aka very, very far out the money calls. Um, it's just not the responsible thing to do. Uh, if you're trying to have fun or you know change your life, but also ruin your life at the same time, you can try and do it. But if you have goals, like myself, like I want to one day own a very nice house, then you know these are the type of plays that you that I personally can't afford to do because it would just set me back too far behind if it didn't go well. 
And so I also want to share one little thing here, uh, not so much about earnings because you know I can go on forever about you know how dangerous they are and that you should have fun and that if you get mad that I like to trigger you. Um, my Instagram, my personal one, uh, it's bboyjuni. This is like I guess the official announcement. Uh, I've always kept uh, Fady Gang like not so much like a secret like obviously if you asked and you were you were like oh is this your podcast like your your voice sounds familiar here uh then yeah i would own up to it and be like yeah that's mine um what i did this last week was i basically just put on my story you know the spotify wrapped stuff so i put um uh screenshots of everyone you know retweeting me or tweeting at me about how i was on there like you know, I was their most listened podcast and all that stuff. So it's a it's like official. And so I can only guess that there's more of my personal friends um, listening to the podcast now too. And I just want to say like, welcome. Like this is a podcast, basically just me, you know, explaining things about option contracts and stocks in a way where like, I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm just talking to you like a human, not like a textbook. So um, yeah. I'm bound to make a ultimate episode where like it's the episode that you have to listen to before you listen to all the other ones. Maybe like a redo of the first episode. Um, but if you're a new listener and you're having trouble grasping a lot of the topics here, it'd be best if you just got like a brief overview of like what options were and then you handpicked some episodes that have topics that might relate to whatever questions you might immediately have. Going in chronological order is going to take a very, very long time. We're getting to that point where it's not idealistic to say, hey, just start from the beginning, you'll get it from there, um, which is what I used to do before. But um, if you're new and you know maybe you're like four episodes deep, then yeah, definitely do your own research on Google, like always, and then come back to the podcast, maybe finding the few episodes that relate to the, again, the questions that you might have uh, immediately. Another quick note here, you can go to www.thetagang.com slash junie and you can see all my trades. Um, this week, or and last week in particular, uh, I've been playing around with some long naked calls responsibly. Um, my patrons know, um, and uh, now they're public because I closed them. And uh, yeah, walked away with very, very nice gains. Um, you know, people can always say, wow, imagine if you put like 10K into that instead of 1K, you, you'd make so much more money. You can't think about trades like that um, because again, it doesn't matter necessarily like how much I would have put at any time because I was just always staying within my own risk tolerance. Uh, one of the points in the DD was, or the due, one of the points in the due diligence was that um, it was not more than 1% of my portfolio. I wanted to emphasize that a whole bunch because I understand there's a lot of people that you know like to put 30% or 50% of their portfolio um, in on any one trade, hoping that you know they double up on that and they make huge gains. Um, when I use long calls in you know my system, right? I'm always modifying my system, adding things to my system. Uh, I'm doing it in a very responsible and controlled way. Is such that like if it were to go wrong, it's only one percent of my portfolio, and it's not going to uh, trigger me. It's not going to tilt me. It's not going to put me in a bad bad mindset. It's literally just me experimenting with things. So I wanted to bring this up right now, not to say like oh go check out my sick gains, um, but more saying if you want to experiment with you know lower probability of profit, 
um, strategies like long naked calls, you want to do it in a way that's responsible and that will net you um, in a position, no matter if you win or lose, that you've learned something and that you keep trading, right? You always want to account for max loss. Always assume that your long naked call will go zero and nothing will ever surprise you from that moment on. Okay, moving on to the new ThetaGang.com website updates. There are now uh, verification badges. I have one. You can go to ThetaGang.com slash Junie. You can see a green check mark. Um, and if you are semi-famous, you know, if you're a FinTwit person um, or, you know, you're on YouTube and, you know, I understand a lot, a lot of FinTwit people actually aren't verified on Twitter, but you can get verified on ThetaGang.com uh, if you send an email to Junie at ThetaGang.com. Um, you won't get a response, but you will get the check mark if you are approved. Um, you will get instructions on how to verify after you send in the verification request. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you'll get squared away then. Um, moving on to the other changes, you are now able to view SPX uh, as a ticker. So you can go to the search bar and type in SPX. Um, you know, for some reason, IEX um, was not allowing me to search SPX via SPX. I needed to search it uh, via another ticker, like a period INX. Um, so just changing or adding that to the list of things that you can search uh, is just a little bit helpful for a few people, notably Major Hayden. Um, and then jade lizards are now tracked within this wheel or stock tracker if you don't know what jade lizard is no worries like don't worry yourself with jade lizards they're a little bit more advanced they're not complex they're just a little bit more advanced and they should really only be used if you really feel like you've grasped um, options i don't personally do jade lizards um you know some people like doing it having a max loss defined which is nice i mean i'm totally for that i just don't personally do them myself yet um, but i have added them uh, and then now this week uh, you are able to add them and then have them be applied to your stock or wheel uh, on the tracker and then that was a suggestion not like exclusively from jzn who is a patron in the discord um, but I did need to eventually get this in and we were all just talking about jade lizards and I just figured hey I better get this in before you know the patrons start opening these up so um, yeah enjoy the feature <laughs> Okay, today's episode, um, pre-market slash after hours. Um, it, there's not much to say here. Um, this was inspired from a question I got from a patron um, where she asked uh, if you know market manipulators take advantage of retail traders during these sessions. And 
uh, I kind of flipped the question around to where, you know, it might happen, right? Market manipulators or big whales or, you know, big funds can always take advantage of you, whether if it's their billions of dollars uh, worth of, you know, capital they can spend to uh, get things to max pain points or whatever, right? Like they can they can absolutely influence stock prices, especially like if a hedge fund maybe sells out of their position and then even announces it, that might cause a stock to go down twice. Um, there's just a whole bunch of things that market manipulators can do that doesn't just, um, you know, relate to or pertain to the pre-market and after hours. So with that out of the way, just assuming that market manipulators are just always manipulating the market, um, one of the things uh, to look out for during after hours and pre-market is that volume relative to the active trading session for that day will be astronomically low. Uh, imagine like every five minutes during a normal trading session, Apple trades, I don't know, tens of thousands of shares, maybe even more, right? I'm not, I'm not very keen on like the exact numbers there. But then compare that to after hours or pre-market, there are only might be like hundreds of shares traded. Um, I've mentioned before on a previous episode, uh, slippage, you know, the price difference between the bid and ask, how much uh, a person is willing to buy this for and how much a person is willing to sell this for. Um, when there's a lot of volume or when there's a lot of open interest, um, these numbers are closer because there's just more sellers and more buyers to have price discovery uh, be better, right? Imagine in a room filled with a million people and they all had Apple stock, you're going to find one person that's willing to sell it for cheaper than the next person. Um, when you have a room full of 10 people, you know, they might all just think, hey, you know, Apple is going to stay above 200, right? Like, I'm just going to, I'm not going to sell Apple below this. Um, but then you might say, oh, you know what? I'm willing to buy this for only 100, right? And then, so that makes the bid ask $100 wide because there's only 10 people in there where in the million person room, uh, you know, there's maybe 500,000 buyers and 500,000 sellers one per, one more person's gonna be willing to buy the Apple stock for a hundred one, and that makes you say like, oh, you know what? I changed my mind. I'm gonna, I want to buy one for a hundred two. And there's imagine there's like four hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine people versus you wanting to get in this Apple position, and then that makes the bid and ask very close. Um, that hap that slippage, the bid and ask, the 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 width of like the distance between the bid and ask gets more narrow during an active trading session. One of the main reasons why, you know, pre-market and after hours volume is so low can be, you know, most retail traders don't trade uh, outside the normal trading session. Like they don't, some of them might not even know that the market is open another few hours or that the market actually opens a few hours uh, before it actually opens to the active trading session. Right. Another one can be that uh, options are not able to be traded during these times in pre-market or after hours, um, with some exceptions. Right. You know, you could still trade spy options after the bell, um, like if you want uh, for a few minutes. 
Um, not very sure on the exact time there, so don't quote me on that, but you can trade SPY a little bit after the bell closes. Um, but I digress, that's not the point. Um, so just assume that you know the majority of options can't be traded, leading to you know assignments not being able to happen and all that stuff. And then um, you know that equals less ch shares traded, along with the fact that most people just don't trade beyond or before the active trading session. So that's why volume is so low. Now the reason why you shouldn't trade pre uh, pre-market open or after hours is because volume is so low and then the bid and ask can get really the bid and ask can get really wide wow that was really tough to say you want to make sure that you are giving yourself the best chance of success you want yourself to have the most amount of information um, I consider the best time to trade to be 1030 uh, Pacific time or AKA that's like four hours after the bell has rung. Um, I feel like that's just where like all the volatility or all the craziness of the market um, has settled by then in most cases. That, this is very anecdotal. I have no um, information or no data to back this up, but this is just what's worked for me. So I stick to, I stick to this rule most of the time. I mean, I obviously break it. Sometimes we trade a little bit earlier. Sometimes I trade a little bit later, but um, you'll notice or how many times have you been in that position where um, you wake up at you know whatever time you wake up whatever time zone you're in whenever the bell rings and then you see a massive drop in the market and you're th you think wow you know what you know I'm glad I didn't buy pre-market or else I would have gone through that drop um, but then you know throughout you know the next few hours it trends back up and you're at break even for the day um, then you know maybe that time is around 1030 that seems like a very opportune time to get back in, right? You you've went past the volatility, or you skip the vol volatile hours, right? Like I don't like personally trading during the first hour the market is open. I feel like too many people are emotional during that time, um, and I I personally like trading when I have the most amount of information possible, right? Like you can tell a lot about like how a market opens is like you know maybe futures are up the market gaps up at open but then uh, dips like a percent right like maybe in the next few minutes then you know you know people are still a little scared some people might be taking profits whatever whatever bias you're on you know you'll come up with it but at least if you trade later with more information you have just that little bit more information and you know at the end of the day if you wanted to get into a long position or start a position with just options uh, you skipping like the first few hours is only going to equate to like a few dollars, right? Like if you want to skip the risk of, you know, getting whipped around at market open, you should just enter, you know, a few hours after the market has opened and let the price settle a little bit. Um, there's no reason for you to, um, you know, over eagerly buy something after hours. If you figure out, oh, I missed the boat on this one, I'm going to just buy it after hours right now, whatever. Um, or you know maybe you go to sleep but then you wake up at like I don't know super early and then you were just reading through reddit or some articles and you're like wow you know what uh, Tesla seems really good right now so I'm just gonna buy a pre-market price right now boom and you try to do that um, it's just not the best habit to get into because you know while I value 
execution over price a lot of the time, right? Like I feel like if you want to be in a stock, you should usually just buy it right then and there. I mean, you can open up wheel or whatever, but whatever you're gonna do, how are you going to enter it? You should just enter that position right then and there. But as a newer trader, because I know that your mindset is just on profit, 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 I want green, 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 it's not healthy for you to do it's to emotionally trade i would consider you entering pre-market and after hours not waiting for an active trading session when you have the information available to you even if not waiting to just like the first few minutes of market open like you're literally so eager that you do it before the bell and or you do it after the bell it's just not a good pattern for when you're first starting to learn so you want to be in an environment where there's a lot of people trading so you get a fair price um, and you don't want to you know have yourself get gouged um, you know pre-market and then have them have the stock dip another percent obviously it's great news if you get in pre-market and it gaps up and continues going up but you know how many times is that really going to happen and how can you convert that into a system, right? If you just tell yourself maybe like if you want to get into a stock, you just always get in pre-market, maybe that's your system and you tweak that. But if you are consistently, you know, just saying, oh, you know, this looks like a good price, I want to get in uh, pre-market, there's a huge chance that you might have bought it for, uh, you know, a few more dollars higher than you could have gotten if you just waited because the ask and the bid or the bid and ask is just wildly wide uh you know when the when there's not an active trading session you'll notice most of the time you could you could go find your favorite ticker right now i bet the bid and ask for your favorite stocks are super wide right now especially on the ones that are super volatile and if you wanted to buy you know tesla stock outright it's pretty expensive um you just have to be very careful into how you decide when to go in, right? Like it's always good to just go in on a stock and execute the trade that'll get you there. But if you don't do it with the plan and you go in saying, you know what, I missed the boat uh, yesterday so I'm just gonna get in right now pre-market, that's not a plan. You A plan sounds like, you know what, Junie uh, said to not do pre-market, but I think pre-market will work. So I'm gonna do, I'm gonna buy only pre-market for my next like few purchases and see how that works. I'm going to log it on ThetaGain.com or I'm gonna log it on my note sheet that I have. I'm going to log it somewhere so I can tell that this actually works or it doesn't, right? And then if it doesn't or if it does work, then I'm about to email Junie saying, "Ha! I bought pre-market all day every day and this works. You are a dummy." right so just make sure whatever you do you have some sort of way of looking back at the trades and saying like oh yeah this actually did work out for me because a lot of the time people sweep the losers under the rug and you start to only remember the plays that did work so for example like maybe you buy pre-market nvidia uh you know today and then it like gaps up tomorrow uh and that works out for you but then you lose the next three and then you do another one and then you just remember like oh yeah i won that one nvidia one this time uh, last time and then uh you win on this one you're not gonna remember the three that you lost right it's it's very hard to you know take responsibility of past things that went wrong 
especially if you just you know did the same thing but did it right this time sorry if this was confusing i understand that this is like going almost in circles but just taking responsibility of you know figuring out how to make this a plan is just a huge step and if one of the steps is maybe even not trading during pre-market or after hours that's excellent right like that you know the less time uh, you spend in uh, environments that are not uh, beneficial for you the better right you, you know you want to surround yourself um, in trades and environments that are um, positive for you or that are just good for you in general aka you know lots of volume coming in you want to surround yourself with good people you know lots of good ideas you know um, and making sure that uh, you're protected from being tilted it's very easy to get tilted in trading and that's usually when the biggest losses happen and maybe you take a moment and you say Junie I don't think I would ever get tilted this is just fun for me like I don't get tilted about about stocks this is just for fun well there's gonna come a day where you get really really into this stuff if you're new right yeah I imagine if you're listening to this podcast you're actually really really into stocks right now and you probably have and will get tilted uh, very soon but um, if you are new and listening to this and you just haven't gotten to stocks this is just a forewarning right like you need to make sure that when bad things happen to you in trading, you don't like revenge trade and try to get that trade back. But maybe that's a topic for a different episode. I'm actually gonna just write that down right now, revenge trading. Um, but yeah, uh, just make sure that um, as a beginner, you just understand uh, from Junie's perspective that you don't trade pre-market or after hours. But if you just want to totally disregard that, like you can because you know this is America or you know whatever country you're in. This, I'm sure you have free will. Uh, you can trade pre-market and after hours, but just tr- trade it with a plan. Tell yourself you're only going to trade after hours, or if you do trade after hours or pre-market, that you will log it and you will, you know, take note of like how many times has this worked for you and is this actually the best time to buy? And maybe a note. In your notes if you're on datagame.com or on your own spreadsheet or whatever note that it was like most likely a FOMO like why could you not wait until the bell opened right why could you not wait until the bid and ask got more narrow so these are all just ideas um, I've said this you know multiple times on multiple episodes I'm just a regular trader that has very hard strict rules that uh, I like to follow that I've made for myself and that I'm just trying to prove works every day. You can go to thetagame.com slash Junie where I show all my closed trades. My open ones are reserved for my patrons um, that are in my Discord as well. Um, But yeah, uh, just one step at a time. Uh, I didn't, you know, do have a great start when I first started this, right? You know, I I had a lot more losses than I do now when I first started because I just didn't know what worked and what didn't. I messed around with quantities. I messed around with probability profit. I messed around with different strategies, um, all of which I also talk about on the live stream at twitch.tv slash realthetagame. But let me get to the outro. That was today's um, that was today's episode. I hope you guys and girls enjoyed it. 
Um, we're a little bit on the shorter side because my food is here. I'm super hungry. Uh, and yeah, let's get to the outro. Alrighty, you can follow me on Twitch at Real Theta Gang. You can follow me on Twitter at Real Theta Gang, and you can email me at Juni at ThetaGang.com. Theta Gang is proudly partnered with Tastyworks, and signing up with the Theta Gang referral code is a huge help. That's Theta Gang, all caps, one word. I want to give a quick shout out to Ensis88, AG, Shifty, Rustier, Kaput, Hermes, Chrissy B. Cream Boy, The Jester, Lazy Reservist, Lord's Girl Taurus, Saltwater Care, Dissentia, Bat. Trader chicken dinner. Wow, I still said it that way. <laughs> I'm reading it backwards today. Norfis, Murph, Q, Justin, and the River, Yu Song, Who, Fancy Wolf, Leo Jetson, Grandpa 95, Mano Dundum, La Little, M. Hayden, and M. Chivanis, Maltman 1856, Cheese, Lur, Na. Lick, Wheaton, Island Bell, Baked Potato, BK Trade, Tom Thomas, Statistically Random, GJ Wilson, Craig Thomas, H. Sen, IV, Mitch Brady 7, Boop 2865, Pacro, DJ Mac 86, PFM, Mikos, JZN, Slow Motion, Mike D, and Majadir. Wow. Oh, I think that's it. I'm gonna keep. I'm. I'm not gonna even do a one percent thing today. Just you know, just. I hope everyone is having a wonderful uh, holiday season. Uh, I don't personally celebrate a lot of things. Um, including, I don't know. I just don't. I'm not a holiday person. Um, so don't think like you need to celebrate holidays like my my family doesn't celebrate holidays like at all so don't feel like you gotta do something um uh what else what else what other societal pressures can there be um you don't have to have a million friends you can just have a few close ones that's a that's one of the things that i've also learned this year um what else uh let me see let me see let me see oh and if you do your if you do your own thing right like i i, I did this is this is something i always talk about now if, you, if you're doing your own thing or if you, if you need inspiration to do your own thing just get started today if, if you're if you're busy at work right now do it when you get home no matter how tired you are just get started maybe it's your spreadsheet that you open up maybe it's the npm uh or it's the git repo you initialize or maybe it's uh stopping by home depot and getting two by fours and a tool set because you want to start woodshop uh that's definitely not something that i want to start doing i, I totally want to do it i want to build a mani pad so bad um but i'm afraid it's gonna be too heavy for me to carry so it's good to defeat all the purpose because i actually s skate a little bit further away from the house anyway um that's it okay cool i will see everybody on the twitch live stream um and i apologize if today's episode seemed a little bit circly uh yeah i'm just way too hungry i'm a little distracted so that's my bad next week's episode will be much more in line is in line the correct word okay i also said there's not gonna be a one percent thing but now now there's actually like a one percent thing okay dang it. bye <laughs>